4: But now Way up. In to Angelo But I call her yeet. <laughs> no, Way no. up <laughs>
0: Halloween, everybody. Okay. um So, Dan, our producer, came in here dressed up as a chef. Yes, ma'am. feel like you dress like this at home.
5: Well, because I chef.
0: Because you want to be a chef.
5: Want to be or just kind of am?
0: Want to be. Are want you, to be. Do you have, yeah, I don't know if you officially are a chef, but we see you always posting things on social media. That's a fact. Uh, and then you come in and show us pictures. All right, but more exciting. Our board Up Nick is dressed up as Old Mano, okay, because he has on Tim's, and if Mano was here when we sent him this picture, he would be very offended because I don't think I've seen Mano wearing Tim's when he comes in here. I've seen Dior New sneakers, Mayna. I've seen all different hasn't kinds been winter of yet. footwear, but I'm trying to recall if I've seen him wearing Tim's recently. It's officially Tim's season. But he has on a high hater shirt, he has on a chain, I've never seen Nick wearing a chain. That better be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I can't wait for y'all to show us what you're dressed up as today, too. Halloween is such a funny time, like walking down the street. Sometimes I don't know if people are dressed up or not. That's the funny part. But um, make sure you hit us up. If you send in what your costume is, I will repost you. But they better be good ones. But I actually really love seeing the kids dressed up. All right, well, what I love best about Halloween is the horror movies that come on TV. And we're going to tell you about some new announcements about what's happening. Also, it's time to shine a light. All right, 800-292-5150 is the number. Call us up. Let us know who you want to spread some love to. Now, this is always a great, sexy Halloween costume, Mrs. Officer. All right, so all the ladies dressed up as officers, hit us up. It's Way Up with Angela Ying. We're we, 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 we going to light the block
4: up. I'm, I'm a shame. I'm, I'm, I'm a shame. Turn your lights on, y'all. Turn your lights on. Spreading love to those who are doing greatness. Shine a light on them.
0: Shine a light
4: on them. It's time to shine a light on them.
0: What up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. Happy Halloween and it's time to shine a light. And today I want to shine a light on Joe DeAngelis who works here at iHeart, okay? Every single year, he is the point person for a Powerhouse. You know, that just happened over the weekend. And we, when I tell you, hit him up non-stop about what it is that we need. But he's also just really, I think he's been working, working here probably longer than I have. And he's really the go-to person for all of the events that we have. He always has a good attitude. I have another event coming up that he really pushed through to make it happen. You could agree, Dan.
5: Yes, he's incredible at what he does. Yeah, he is really really nice. And I just like him. And it's not an easy job. And for him to be able to do it, like... I've never Calmly. seen him lose yeah. his temper, but yeah. I
0: know he punches the wall at home.
5: Sometimes you might have to.
0: <laughs> all right. So, Joe, we want to shine a light on you. Thank you for all the hard work that you do up here. Thank you for always making sure I'm good, taking care of me and everybody else, because I know it's not just me. All right. Well, who do you guys want to shine a light on? Spread some positivity. 800-292-5150. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Who do you want to shine a light on today?
5: To my girl. I just want to let her know that she's loved and that I appreciate her so much for always doing everything she can and being my rock day in and day out.
0: Uh what's her name?
4: Her name's Alexis.
0: All right, shout out to, how long y'all been together?
5: Uh, we've been together 10 years, just in this past September.
0: Not good. I'm glad you said that. There's somebody in this room who does not believe in love and longevity, and so he's got a little hope right now.
6: Love is uh, it's hard to explain, but it's
5: harder to find. And when you find it, you know it's real and genuine. All right. Well, thank
0: you so much. We appreciate you. Shout out to you, Alexis. Thank thank you for taking my call. All right. No problem. Have a great day.
5: You do the same. Thank you.
0: All right, well, that was Shine a Light. 800-292-5150 is a number in case you couldn't get through. And when we come back, we'll be talking about SZA. She is on the cover of the Wall Street Journal. and we'll tell you some of the things she had to say, some behind-the-scenes stories about some of her great songs, including her first ever number one hit. It's Way Up with Angela Yee. Yee-T is next.
4: They say it's truth
0: in the room. Ah!
4: From industry shade to all the gossip. Angela's spilling that Yee-T. Talk
0: to him. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and Dan is here. Yes, ma'am. My producer. This is like another job you've had to take on besides just being a producer. But let's get into some Yee Tea, and we'll talk about SZA on the cover of Wall Street Journal. Now, she's talking about a lot of different things. She said, when I make a good song, literally, it's better than sex. That's how the article starts out, and I could feel that and see that, because sometimes I hear a SZA song, and I'm like, she knew that was a hit. As soon as she recorded it, she talked about the song Kill Bill. That was her first solo song to go number one around the world. And how that even happened, it was the ultimate post-breakup fantasy. She said she resents it, though. She said, the songs I care so much about, I tried so hard on. People be like, that's nice. But that that is took no thought and came out of my mouth in five seconds. And it's like, girl, that's the one. But I will say the authenticity of not thinking so hard about something and doing that is maybe what people also connected to. Sometimes simplicity is what works. Now, she also talks about having emotions that are very close to the surface. We can attest to that. When she did the breakfast club, she was so concerned about what she said. Mm-hmm. What are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Um, and she said it can be hard to manage. She said she tried hy- hypnotherapy, talk therapy. She's seen a psychiatrist, an acupuncturist. She learned how to box breathe, inhaling, exhaling, and holding on four counts. And she said she just had a frenzy, like she wanted to commit herself into an institution because she needed help. And so it's just too many different things going on. I hate to say it, but that's also probably what makes her a great songwriter. I was
5: just going to say, all that work has turned her into quite the artist.
0: And she discusses her relationship with her manager, Punch, and how um, he's often right, not just about her work, but about her personal life. When he doesn't like somebody and is like, he's a snake. Usually he's right. Mm. And she talks about how Justin Bieber made it into this news video. He basically just FaceTimed her after SOS dropped and showed up and was just down to do whatever. That's huge.
5: Yeah, it Turned out to be one of the biggest videos.
0: Cause Justin Bieber is laying low. Yeah. Okay, right now. He so doesn't need to do that. Shout out to her for all of that. What did go viral was her talking about hearing crazy things about herself. Like that she had a facelift, a nose job, her teeth are fake and she's just like none of those things are true so believe me not what you see on some TikTok creators page alright she said it's low-key offensive not low-key it's high-key offensive but what am I supposed to do post a debunking thread that's all things Scissor though I'm sorry I kind of broke down the whole article for you but we love SZA no, we here. appreciate it alright and Michelle Williams and not that Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child the actress Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek that was dating Heath Ledger from Shutter Island. Dolores from right. Shutter Island. She's actually narrating Britney Spears' memoir, and apparently Britney Spears felt like it was too emotional for her to be able to do that herself. So if you get the audiobook, you get to hear Michelle Williams doing that. Dan, I had to explain who Michelle Williams was. Yeah, to get- I
5: didn't think it was that one.
0: All right. And Pinky Cole, shout out to her. She is a partner on a $5 billion revitalization project. This is in Baltimore. I know that's huge. And she is the founder of Slutty Vegan and Bar Vegan. She's opening two restaurant concepts at a $5 billion Baltimore Peninsula development. So here's what she had to say.
3: I had no idea that I would turn a mom and pop shop into a $100 million. So here we are at this amazing Baltimore Peninsula, which is a new home to Slutty Vegan and Bar Vegan.
0: It'll create more than 100 new jobs. So Pinky is always doing the work. And some of the partners also include Kevin Plink from Under Armour and Goldman Sachs Asset Management Urban Investment Group. And she'll be on the development team also. So that's a huge deal. She's from there. So shout out to you, Pinky Cole. She doesn't stop. All right. Well, that is your Yee T. And when we come back, we have About Last Night. That's where we discuss what we did last night. I was out and about, but it was all work-related. It's Way Up with Angela Yee. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Last night. So, about last night. Last night. Last night. Here's how it went down
0: what's up it's way up with Angela Yee I'm Angela Yee and it's time for about last night now I know a lot of you guys were outside it's Halloween I want to hear your stories about what you did yesterday I'm in New York City so you already know there's all kinds of activity all kinds of weird things happening but I was actually at the welcome reception for the Capital Summit this is something that JP Morgan Chase does and so you know I got my coffee company coffee uplifts people it's also available at Target just putting it out there but I'm always trying to figure out ways to do things the right way whether that's trying to get grants trying to get investors that's something I've never done everything I've ever done has been my own money invested and so now I'm in a space where I'm getting tapped out guys I want to be able to have a little fun and figure out how to make that happen so I did that the other thing I did yesterday since I'm always working is I took my real estate salesperson exam (laughs) now my producer Dan is laughing because I'm like Y'all don't even understand. At first, I was hesitant to even talk about this because sometimes you don't want to say you did something until it happened. I know a lot of us are like, I don't want to discuss something until it works out or until it happens. But I figured, pass or fail, I mean
5: Did you pass? Did we learn one?
0: I don't know For like two or three weeks okay. Which is also annoying
5: Yeah Living with that anticipation
0: You know what else too I feel like things are so digital now Why am I still filling out bubbles like, It was?
5: It was like a Scantron?
0: Yeah no Like kidding. you have to fill out With a number two pencil I couldn't tell you the last time I actually used a pencil Dixon
5: Ticonderoga
0: And I've never been good At taking tests either that's always been kind of hard for me. And with this real estate salesperson exam, I feel like there's so many things I know from my own experiences. Like I've done a lot of closings. I've gotten mortgages. I've done um, payoffs. I've done all different kinds of things. And so I've done partnerships. And so for me, a lot of what I know is from my experiences. But then there's certain things I have no idea about, you know. And so it just was an interesting experience for me to go in there and take a test and no matter what, I felt stupid. Like I felt like a little under pressure. I don't I can't explain it. It's been so long since I've had I'm to take a, a test. test. Yeah. So hopefully I don't have to take it again, but I had to keep telling myself worst case scenario. You failed, and you got to take it again, but I got to wait and Why see. Why would you
5: take this test in the first place?
0: During the pandemic, I started taking the real estate courses online, and then I never finished it, so then after a while, I was like, recently, I said, you know what, let me go and take these courses and just get my real estate license, because legally, you cannot make a profit off of real estate without a license. My realtor, Sarah Golan, is a really good friend of mine. She works for Sirhan, and if I tell her, hey, Dan's looking to buy a house, and I send you over to her and then you actually buy a house. I legally am not allowed to make any money off mm-hmm. of that. But me with my real estate salesperson license, if I say Sarah Dan wants to buy a house, I send you over to her and you buy a house, now I get money. What's the cut? It's if we have to negotiate oh, that. Okay. You know, but still and um I felt like it made sense. I do love real estate. I love looking at houses. I love Investing, I feel like investment-wise, it's good for me to be able to, to have access to these listings, mm-hmm. to be able to not have to pay a broker. If I want to buy a house, it'll save me a lot of money. And so I just thought it was a good idea. Why not? Can't yeah. hurt. That's awesome. And the knowledge of having taken those courses. And so, y'all, will find out in a couple of weeks. Now, if I go ghost and don't mention it in three weeks, he just failed. be quiet and relax. All right? We'll <laughs> take failed. it again. And in a few months, you'll That's hear funny. me announce that I finally passed. Because there's some people that took it four or five times. All right. Well, that is about last night. And when we come back, we'll talk about it is Halloween. And you guys know my favorite time of the year is Halloween Strictly for the movies. I want to know if you were going to do a horror movie. I feel like a lot of them haven't been that scary lately. I want to know what would the plot for your horror movie be? All right, we want to hear your horror movie plot. Call us up. 800-292-5150 is the number because I need to get scared, okay? I like gore. I like suspense, but I like a good storyline. It's Way Up with Angela Yee. What's up? It's Angela Yee, and if you know me, you know I have several businesses. Well, one of them had closed down for a little while, but we just reopened it. And that is my juice bar. It's called Nourish Spot BK. And as soon as we reopened, we were really on the clock to find people who can make juices, sandwiches, acai bowls. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash wayup. Maybe you see the perfect candidate. Well, ZipRecruiter's Invite to Apply feature lets you cut the line.
4: I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do
2: today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Way Up with Angela, he is back to set off your workday. Turn the music up.
0: What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee. Happy Halloween. Again, it's very weird sitting here looking at our uh, board-up Nick dressed up as nano for Halloween. But we are talking about what our horror story would be if we made one. And I actually came up with one today because Dan, hey Dan, my producer, it looks like he has a ringworm. He doesn't know. There's two round circles. That's a
5: self-diagnosis.
0: On the back of his neck.
5: We cannot confirm yet. But you
0: did just get back from a trip. You were in Amsterdam. I think there's a stigma attached to Ringworm, too. There
5: definitely is, which is why I hate that right now.
0: So that actually triggered me to think of a plot for mine that has to do with Ringworm. So now, picture this horror movie, right? We're at work, and there's a whole lot of us that work in close quarters. One of us comes to work with two red rings on the back of his neck.
5: That's literally what I have.
0: Right, which is very contagious, by the way. So now everybody's trying to figure out what it is. You know, does he have ringworm? And then it turns out that it's a new flesh-eating disease that's inside of the body. Now, ringworms already look disgusting when you see what it looks like. Thank you. Because it's an actual fungus, like, inside of you. I appreciate that. And so imagine right now it starts, like, raising up on the back of your neck. And we see the progress throughout the day, but we've already been exposed to you, right? So now everybody that works at this facility now has this flesh-eating disease, and we can see after a couple of days, you can see it moving like a worm on the back of your neck, and then it starts raising up, and then it breaks through, and then it slowly eats your body from the inside out. Now we have to figure out how to make this not spread. But unfortunately, a lot of people already have it because people have gone home to their families. They've gone out to restaurants. They've gone to other places. And we see as they're going out um, how quickly it's spreading. But there's only a a few people who are immune to it. And they're the ones that are going to have to save the world. But once this is like a flesh-eating disease, it's kind of like being a zombie but different because it's very violent. You're not immune
5: to it. Yes, I am. No, you have it.
0: No, I don't have it.
5: Yeah, no, it's. it's um, I'm really immune to it. And once really it
0: starts eating away at a certain part of your brain, it triggers you from having any type of uh, resistance to violence, and it makes everybody really violent. And so it's kind of like a mixture of outbreak and the purge. And the purge. Yeah, because then people, once it starts eating away at their brain and the part of their brain.
5: Oh uh, yeah, you definitely have it.
0: I think there should be like a zombie aspect to it where they eat other people. All right. Well, we want to hear you guys. You have one, Dan? No, but <laughs> can, can I just say be? we
5: don't know if this is actually Ringworm. Can you stop putting it oh, on me right now? I'm going it, to the doctor today. It's I'll a know. horror movie. It, yeah, but it's like we're basing this on the fact that I have Ringworm. Why when i so might offended? You have Ringworm. <laughs> it so looks much. like
0: it. Alright, we'll, well let's see what you guys think And if anybody has any suggestions for Dan as well For his ringworm 800-292-5150 is a number We're talking about our horror movie, Plot And we have Super Duper Humble From Dirty Street Confessions on the line What's good?
4: Yo, what up? How you feeling? I'm
0: good, thank you, happy Halloween
4: Likewise, likewise
0: Now I know you have a crazy horror story for us So I'm, I'm ready
4: Alright, let's go A newlywed couple is driving on their way home From a long night of dancing and drink. Mm-hmm. It's a natural mystic blowing through the air The night is far from young And things take a turn for the worse The husband falls asleep at the wheel And boom, they're both woken up To a loud bang, cracked windshield Coated in blood They mm-hmm. panic and fled the scene without even stopping Two years later The couple buys a new house in a small town But something is weird about this house mm-hmm. Everyone visits them Family, friends, they just disappear Turns out the person they hit and ran secretly lived in the basement of their new house, which they had no idea existed. He haunted them for two years before torturing
0: Oh, wow. So a hit and run, and then the person they hit and ran, they had no idea that person was still alive, and then they end up buying a house that the person lives in the basement. Exactly. Oh you know what'd be good? Okay, so what if they met the person and didn't know it was them that sold them the house and the person made the price really really low and they were like, "Oh my god, this is an amazing deal. There's no way we can pass this up. This is our dream house." I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I've seen a movie where there was a a person like living inside the walls that would come out and like do certain things and then go back in. Now, does this person was he injured from the crash? Cuz I think that would be good too if he had some like permanent injuries.
5: Yeah,
4: he got like a little limp, but he was good.
0: Okay. He was pretty much good. All right, super duper humble. I like that.
4: You should write movies, too. You you picked up on that quick. I like
0: that. Okay, look, it looks like we're working on some things. I'll call you later.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Say that later.
0: All right, thank you. No
4: doubt.
0: Dirty Street Confessions could be a good um, horror movie plot. If you outside ask people things on the street and then somebody says a confession to you, but then they really do it to you. All right. Well, you guys, um, I'm still going to be listening to your messages in case you couldn't get through. Just try to sum up your horror mo- movie plot. And if you need some help, you know, kind of putting a pin on it, I'm here for that. I love trying to come up with ideas and building off of what people already have. Well, 800-292-5150. You can always leave a message. And when we come back, we have Yee-T and y'all know Tyler Perry. There is a documentary about his life. We'll wait till you find out who's involved, somebody very close to him. It's Way Up with Angela Yee.
4: Yo, she about to blow the lid up off this pot. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Angela's spilling that Yee tea. Come
0: and get the tea. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and it's time for your Yee tea. You ready, Dan? Yes, ma'am. Dan is our producer, working double duty. That's right. All right. Not duty. All right. Tyler Perry, his ex, has put out a heartfelt message. She's actually going to be co-directing a documentary on his life. Now, that's a good ex. All right. Galila Bakele posted standing next to mavericks i am beyond grateful for this moment to be standing here as a director presenting a film we worked on for nearly 10 years so much love and gratitude for everyone who has been a part of this journey Um, maxine's baby the tyler perry story will be on prime video on november 17th that's a big deal i mean look she's the mother of his child and she's part of this project they've been working at it for quite a while and I mean, I think this actually is going to be a pretty good documentary. The Tyler Perry stories.
5: I mean, he's got an incredible story.
0: He's had a life. Yeah. And he's went from sleeping in his car to being one yeah. of the most successful people in TV and film. His own studio. Yeah, so shout out to that. All right, now there's a upcoming Michael Jackson thriller documentary, Thriller 40, and it's, quote, an exciting journey into the making of Michael Jackson's iconic 1982 album, revealing the stories behind the groundbreaking videos. I feel like... I don't know if this is a brand new documentary because I remember when Thriller came out, it came out with the documentary. Mm-hmm. But you'll be able to get a glimpse behind the scenes, also the creative process, um, and revisiting the magic of the whole Thriller era. I mean, that was a life changing, genre changing, culture changing mm-hmm. project. Here's a trailer.
4: There are two things in the music business: before
6: Thriller and after Thriller. Thriller set the standard of what it was to be a megastar. Michael had such a clear vision of what he wanted. He was determined to change the way he was perceived. I
0: came in angry. He was a perfectionist. I wanted the best. And look in the mirror. I think he's selling an album of all time. And by the way, MJ the Musical also Michael Jackson has to be posthumously one of the most uh, lucrative. Artists, You know, there's also Bob Marley, I think, might be number one. Mm. But Michael Jackson is up there. All right. And Madonna has been recertified as the biggest selling female recording artist of all time. She's had this record since 2009, by the way. You know, uh, Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Taylor Swift, Beyonce are right behind her. But again, she has been recertified. So congratulations to her. She sold more than 400 million records, albums, singles, and digital during her 40-year music career. That's insane. Yeah,
5: that is crazy. Yeah,
0: nothing to scoff at. And speaking of TV and film from earlier, let's get ready for some horror movies. You know, I love that It Follows, the sequel has been revealed. It's called They Follow.
5: You saw It Follows?
0: Yes, I did. It was about an STD. You liked it? (laughs) You know what? I feel like it's kind of overhyped. It wasn't super scary to me, but the idea of it is pretty awful. And then Poltergeist, the TV series, is in early development at Amazon MGM Studios. So Poltergeist, another classic. All right. Well, that is your Yee-T. And when we come back, we have Under the Radar. These are the stories that are not headline news. They are flying Under the Radar. But right now, you guys gotta live your life. Here's T.I. and Rihanna. It's Way Up with Angela Yee.
4: The news that relates to you. these stories are flying under the radar.
0: What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and we are getting ready for Under the Radar right now. These are the stories that are not necessarily in the headlines. They're flying under the radar, but they're super important. All right. So, X is officially worth less than half of what Elon Musk paid for it. Now, my producer, Dan, is here. Now, Dan, you know how much he bought it for?
5: Wasn't it over, like, 40.
0: $44 billion. And right now, X is worth $19 billion, a 55% drop. Ouch. All right. So on Monday, employees were awarded equity in the company. And that's the valuation of what the company is. However, Elon Musk keeps on talking about what he's going to be doing to actually raise the value of the company and how people won't need banks anymore. They'll be able to do everything financially on X. So we'll see.
5: If that works out, that's going to turn the company around.
0: Some people think that X is worth less like one of his big investors fidelity thinks that x is worth less than 19 billion right now
5: i mean i personally use it way less since
0: i feel like a lot of people it got more complicated and they try to not let you do certain things unless you have a subscription all of those things just and i feel like a lot of people aren't on there
5: yeah i get a lot of like for you that i didn't want to (laughs) see
0: And I barely see anything. All right. Now, speaking of valuations, Mar-a-Lago, that is Donald Trump's place in Florida. That place is only worth 27 million dollars now only i get that's a lot of money but trump claimed it was worth 517 million dollars you know he would boast of having this net worth of up to five billion dollars and he actually trumped up trump trumped up the value of it he said it was valued at 517 million dollars he put that on an annual business statement and so that's a big difference you guys that's almost a 500 million dollar difference in valuation
5: are we surprised at a lie
0: though um no yeah And this story I'm doing just because, for selfish purposes, I am the second-born child. All right, I have an older brother. Well, according to reports, second-born children have long been believed to be the troublemakers in a family. And now there is scientific evidence to back up that theory. There's a study by MIT economist Joseph Doyle. Second-born children are indeed more likely to exhibit rebellious behavior, and that goes double for second-born boys. Mm. All right. So apparently compared to their older siblings, they're more likely to end up in prison, more likely to get suspended in school and enter juvenile delinquency. And this bad behavior may be the fault of their older siblings because younger siblings tend to model their behavior. And also in families with two or more children, second born boys are on the order of 20 to 40 percent more likely to be disciplined at school. And they said that parents do spend a bit more time on firstborns than they do on seconds. I was definitely more rebellious than my brother.
5: I believe it. Mm-hmm. I was a second born too.
0: Yeah, do you think yeah. you're more rebellious than your sister? Um,
5: honestly, I don't think so. My sister was kind of crazy in high school. I I was crazier in college, but like I didn't really get in trouble and I wasn't around my parents. So like it really wasn't any of their problems. Like my sister though, she was
0: I'm thinking about people helpful. I know cuz you know how they always say the middle child is the problem yeah. child and that would be the second born. and if there's three and I find that to be true
5: I agree I definitely know (laughs) shout out to my buddy Eric he was definitely the problem child growing up
0: All right, well, there's something to it, because according to these studies, that is a fact. All right, well, that is your Under the Radar. And when we come back, you know we got that Way Up mix at the top of the hour. And plus, Ask Yee is coming up. You can start calling now, because I'm just sitting here waiting for your calls. 800-292-5150 is a number. Any question you have, I'm here to help you out and pump you up. Ask Yee coming up, and the Way Up mix at the top of the hour is way up.
2: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
0: My best hopes...
3: Just
0: like to talk like they Angelique, like they
4: Angelique. Man, she's spilling it all. This is
5: Y.T. Way up.
0: What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and I got that yeet tea for you. What's up, Dan? What's up, Ange? All right, now let's talk about Akon versus Suge Knight. Their beef is like never-ending. Now, just a little backstory. Akon and Suge Knight have not gotten along for quite some time. We don't know what it was over. It was over money. I was actually at an all-star weekend party in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was at the W. And I was at the table next to Suge Knight. And that's when Suge Knight got into some beef with one of Akon's people. It was his... Um, One of his managers. And according to the headlines, Suge Knight got knocked out. But I just remember everybody started running everywhere. I remember Terrell Owens was there. Mm. I actually ran away, but then I stood behind a pillar because it was too many people running. You know, you got to think it was a big all-star weekend party. I remember J-Rock was there. And he actually ran towards the melee while I was. everybody yeah. else was running away from it. But you saw
5: the actual fight?
0: I saw somebody get, like, I saw a scuffle. I didn't mm-hmm. stay to watch the fight.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Once that started happening, everybody yeah. started running. You know I'm from New York. We run, too. We that. don't know what happened. I that. All right. Well, now, shook Knight has a podcast. It's called Collect Call with Dave Mays, the co-founder of The Source. And on his podcast, here's what he said about Akon. Akon, let's tell
4: the truth. You a little girl 13, he killed a little girl 20 years old
0: y'all basically raped her well Akon responded the world knows a lie when they hear it it's unfortunate that this man is going out like this it's sad and seriously embarrassing regardless of our history I'm still going to be praying for him alright so I'm sure the, the two of them know the truth whether or not this is true but you know the fact of the matter is they don't get along so sometimes it's hard to believe something from somebody who has a beef against somebody else for so long all right, now let's discuss engagements, couples, back together. Summer Walker and Lil Meese. people are saying that they reconciliated. And, I mean, they did post together for Halloween. Now, if you guys recall, she had said that she could not be uh, like Jada. And she couldn't take a man cheating on her, Jada Waita, as in Jada and little mm-hmm. baby. Well, now people have a lot of things to say. Like, oh, I guess you can be, actually. But, you know, the two of them, I guess maybe they really care about each other like that and they're gonna work through it but there were a lot of funny memes from the groceries remember when he was um, going into the woman's house with the groceries oh yeah on yeah, the yeah, ring yeah, doorbell. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, now, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum, they've been dating for two years and now they are engaged. And they actually were together at a Halloween party that Kendall Jenner was having. They were dressed as the couple from Rosemary's Baby. If you guys recall, that's a classic movie. I wouldn't have known that's who they were. That movie's from 1968. And I did happen to watch it recently. It's kind of like an Illuminati theme, mm-hmm. if you I was recall. Say, I have no idea what it is. It's like they sacrificed their baby for fame and fortune. Uh-huh. Basically, they were unsuccessful. She Was pregnant, and then you see that she that's kind of where all this Illuminati stuff people talk about it. Well, she had a ring on, and according to reports in the New York Post, that ring is worth about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a nice ring. And when we come back, I want to talk to you, Dan, because recently you got engaged. (sighs) And how much are you supposed to spend on a ring? Five hundred and fifty thousand dollars? I would be scared to wear that.
5: That's crazy. I just got a new ring
0: too, by the way, from shout out to Oscar Stone. But we'll talk about it because what I've heard is you're supposed to spend three months of your salary, but we're going to see what the new rules are. Okay, it's way up with Angela Yee. We'll discuss when we come back.
4: You vibe way up with Angela Yee.
0: What's up? It's way up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee, and Dan, my producer, is here. Yes, and we, ma'am. Were, we were just talking about Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum got engaged. Now, according to Page Six, the ring was about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He can afford it though. Uh,
5: yeah.
0: So, Dan, you just got engaged not I that did. long ago. I did. And people always talk about how much you were supposed to spend on a ring. What did you look at when you figured out how much, like, what was your budget? Some people say it's supposed to be about three paychecks. I've seen 1% to 2% of your annual salary. Some people spend 5 to 6% of their salary. What did you take into account?
5: So I originally went for that three-month salary thing. Mm-hmm. But then once I started going shopping, I quickly realized that three months wouldn't really get me what I felt I wanted to give her. Right. So I had to... Oh, I sounds
0: like you take a shot at iHeart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead.
5: <laughs> she said it, I didn't. Um, no, so I ended up saving up longer doing an extra month's salary okay. for this ring. But what I did learn through research and with the jewelers, they were really helpful. And uh, Well, the one specifically that I worked with was really helpful. He actually gave me a significant discount mm-hmm. if I paid cash. Okay. And it ended up saving me like $4,000. Well, so. you spent
0: a lot on the ring if you saved $4,000. Woo! Okay. Okay. Well, I want to say, do you know what the national average uh, that couples spend on an engagement ring is? What is it? About $5,200. Most couples are somewhere between the three dollars to $6,000 range. That's pretty much what you save. So that means you spent a lot. All right? I've but, been saving for a while. Yeah. Well, I do want to say, though, it is all subjective. Like... What's important to you? So, for everybody listening and thinking about how much am I supposed to spend on an engagement ring or what should it be? You know, there's budgeting guys that you guys have. Sometimes people feel like I don't want to propose until I have enough for the right ring, but you'll be surprised about how many women don't care. Well, they care about the ring, but they also care more about I want to get engaged to this person than, you know, what my ring looks like. Right? And
5: how the proposal goes itself? Yes. You think yes. that matters a lot?
0: Yeah, if you know a person, like, if you know a person well enough, you know if they want people around or if they want it to be private. You know, you know um, how special you have, the things that you have to do. Some people would rather be, like, home alone in bed and you propose. Some people want their whole family and friends in a big to-do. You just have to know who the person is to know what you
5: should do. So when you get married, you want your proposal to be a big thing?
0: Um, well, first of all, I'm not even thinking about getting married. But I will say this, um... No (laughs) I'm not really into Like a a big hoopla About things And the other thing You should think about You know There's a lot of factors When it comes to Looking for a ring The size of the ring uh, A higher carat Or you know Something more clear It depends You gotta know What that person cares about Some people would rather Have something with more clarity Some people would rather Just have a bigger rock They don't care if it's cloudy
5: yeah, I was torn with that because mm-hmm. for the same price, I could have gotten something that was half a carat bigger, mm-hmm. which is significant. It's massive, but the quality would have went down big time. So and I, some
0: people are like, I don't even want a diamond. I'd rather have a different type of stone. Mm-hmm. Some people want something like, you know, less traditional. Yeah. So it just really is knowing the person.
5: There's also lab diamonds that are super affordable now.
0: Did you ask her, like, did you have a conversation? Like, yeah. what type of ring? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dan, for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm broke. <laughs> All right, well, when we come back, that felt like an Ask Yee. Ask ye, in case you guys need any help or advice, 800 292 5150 is a number. Call me up. I got you. It's way up.
4: Whether it's relationship or career advice, Angela's dropping facts. so you should know. You should know. This is Ask Yee.
0: What's up? It's way up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Ye, and you know what time it is. It's time for Ask Ye. Any question you have, I'm here to help. 800 292 5150. Hey, Ashley.
1: Hey, how are you? Thanks for chatting with me.
0: Of course. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's your
1: question? So I figured I'd call in and chat about, you know, dating in New York. Uh, I'm in my mid-20s, and so I'm at that weird age where, like, people are about to get married, get engaged. And I've been single for a while, you know. And I just I'm not really sure how to navigate the dating scene and figure out, you know, If people are serious about dating or if they're still in their like hookup phase. So I wanted to get your take on how to approach
0: that I always approach dating as it's a hookup phase until it gets serious because you don't know what it's going to turn into a lot of times people start off like they don't know if they want something serious until it is the right person so I never really it's important to know like where you are like if you're like okay I want to have a relationship and this is the plan but you can't put that pressure on the other person right away so I think it's just really important for you to see if I like you as a person and as a friend first before I feel like we want to move to the next level and you got to be patient with yourself you're still in your you know your mid20s uh, New York is a are you you're not from New York where are you from?
1: I'm originally from Long Island, but, you know, I spend most of my time in the city.
0: Okay. And so um, I would say another thing to do is referrals. I love a referral when it comes to dating because it is a lot harder to just, um, you know, and you can do it. I was just actually in the bathroom talking to a friend who works up here who met her man on social media. I mean, on not on social oh, wow. media, but on a dating app. You know, because she knew what she wanted. And I think dating apps, really reputable ones, um, she used Bumble. They're good because people are paying a subscription and they have a goal and a purpose. And you can learn a lot about a person before you even meet up with them for the first time, if that's what you want to do. But the other thing is to get out there, let people know, look, if you know anybody that you can hook me up with, you know, let me know. And if it's somebody that you trust and you trust their judgment, then there's nothing wrong with uh, uh, doing things. And And it is important. Do you go out a lot? Like. Do you go to events and mixers? Oh, yeah. I
1: love going out to new bars, going to different events. Just honestly open to anything. And I feel like this city's the best place for that. So I guess it's just a matter of going to the place with the right people.
0: Yeah. And even sometimes getting there a little early and sitting by yourself. Because sometimes it's hard to approach somebody if they have a whole bunch of people with them. And then you end up just talking to whoever you're with like if you go out to eat sit at the bar instead of getting a table you know because when you're sitting at the bar you tend to be a little bit more um personable and and talking to people and mixing a little bit more than if you're at a table no one's going to come up to the table but if you're at the bar you can have conversations
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Do you have a good pickup line for when you are at the bar for like how to start that conversation? (laughs) Give a
0: compliment, you know, be like, "Okay, "Okay, I really like that shirt. And that's a good um, conversation starter, you know, or a little joke always goes a long way.
1: I I will take that down. That's for sure. Thank you so much. Of course. Good
0: luck. You sound like you'll be a fun time. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right, well, that was Ask Ye. 800-292-5150 is a number just in case you couldn't get through. And when we come back, I want to talk about Keith Lee. He's a food critic. He's been going viral for his Atlanta tour. And one thing that people are talking about is how certain restaurants cater to you when you're a celebrity. And I want to see what you guys think about that. I'll tell you my opinion. is way up with Angela Yee. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee. And we're talking about Keith Lee. He's a food critic. He goes viral all the time. And he just recently visited Atlanta. And he went to nine different restaurants to review them, right? And a couple of those experiences went really viral. Now, Dan, you consider yourself a foodie.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so, sometimes when you go places, depending on who you are, you can get special treatment, right? He went to, in Atlanta, the Atlanta Breakfast Club, the Seafood Menu, Juicy Jerk, the Real Milk and Honey, the Dining Experience Atlanta, the Bodega, Jamaican Jerk Biz, Old Lady Gang, and Toast on Linux, right? He had all of those in his recap video. Now, a couple of those experiences went viral. That was the Real Milk and Honey one first, and then the Old Lady Gang, that's Candy versus restaurant. So, he had an issue with, I guess, at the first one, um, at the milk and honey, he said that they were deep cleaning, so they weren't gonna seat him. And he tried to do an order on DoorDash, but it was close, it was just a few things that went wrong in that situation. Um, Here's what he said.
6: Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you could do pickup is through Doordash. We went through Doordash; they was closed. But online, it said they closed at five o'clock. We went on Doordash at four o'clock, but we were already here, so we just went inside. I stayed in the car, and my family went in, and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet the doors wide open, and there's people still going in and grabbing orders.
0: Now the other one that went viral was the Old Lady Gang restaurant. That's Candy's restaurant. And he has an issue with people giving him special treatment because of who he is he wants to be treated like everybody else which I understand right right as a critic you want to see how they treat the general public not how you would treat a food critic where you'll go above and beyond
5: at the end of the day he's just another person
0: right and he always gives that disclaimer too he's not trying to bash any of these establishments so here's what happened
6: so when we pulled up I sent my family in to order fours they said on the weekends due to being busy they don't do any takeout at all (laughs) which is completely understandable my family asked how long the wait was to be seated they said an hour to an hour and a half and I decided to go in myself we walked in we were greeted by a nice young lady as soon as me and my wife were done taking pictures the lady said the table was ready as always i don't want any special treatment i want to be treated like everybody else i then told her i changed my mind we're gonna go eat somewhere else and i said god bless you and i walked out
3: And here's how Candy responded. We don't take to-go orders on the weekends. We don't want to overwhelm our kitchen by having to, you know, have such long times for the people who are actually at the restaurant, plus having to do to-go orders, because obviously that would make the wait times even longer. I want to say thanks to Keith for trying to even show up to our restaurant and show us love. Thanks for trying to bring your family by. And maybe next time we'll still get a chance to serve
0: you people were talking about if you're a celebrity should you be treated differently now i want to see what you think about that we'll discuss and i recently left a, a bad review on a place um on google and they responded all right we'll talk about it it's way up with angela ye what's up it's way up with angela Yee. i'm angela Yee, and we were talking about keith lee he's a food critic he's gone viral for his reviews of some of the restaurants in atlanta Uh, One of them that he went to is uh, one of my favorite restaurants there, Toast on Lennox. And one question we were asking is people getting preferential treatment because they're celebrities. And what do you think about that? Um, Dan, I want to hear your thoughts and then I'll tell you what I think. My producer, Dan, is I mean, as
5: someone who doesn't get that type of treatment, it's unfair. But also, if I was a business owner, I'd understand why you'd want to. It's a good look to have them at the restaurant.
0: Yeah, and so for me as a person who does also own a business, it is important people who are regulars to treat them well. Well,
5: for sure. More importantly than the celebrities. More so.
0: importantly than the celebrities. I think that's the tier that always comes first. I agree. But then at the same time, you always want to gain new fans. Now, with Old Lady Gang, I can understand Candy Burris' restaurant, they don't do um to takeout orders right, on, on the, the weekend because it's really busy. Right. And I understand that. You don't want the kitchen to get overwhelmed. Right. You know, I know when I had the juice bar open, which is opening again soon. Uh, We didn't really do a lot of DoorDash and Uber Eats deliveries because the um, vegetables and fruit separates and people Mm -hmm. think something's wrong with it Mm -hmm. if you don't tell them to shake it up. And sometimes it ends up costing you a lot of money as a business owner paying those fees and then people saying, oh, this juice doesn't look right. Right. And so we just didn't do that at all. And so there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes at restaurants that You may not be aware of. And so I think that's important to take note of, especially busy restaurants. You know, there's restaurants here in New York like Tatiana's where it's really hard to get a reservation. And even for me on Friday, you know, clearly my coffee is in that restaurant and so is my tea. And so I can call the manager and say, hey, can I get a last minute table if it's available? They'll do it. But, you know, on Friday they didn't have anything. And she was like, I'm so sorry we don't. And I'm fine with that. Right. Because I don't expect preferential treatment. Now, I'll take it. But I also know that even aside from me doing radio before, there's always places that I go to all the time and that I frequent. So I know if I go to Negril in Brooklyn, I know if I'm going to Suede in Brooklyn, if I'm going to Toast on Lennox, they know I'm going to post about it. They know there's a certain following. They know people might see it and be like, oh, let me go check out that restaurant. Uh, So I understand the idea of, if somebody that has a good following comes to your restaurant and posts about it, it can help your business. So I get it. It's a marketing thing. Right. But um, it is a situation where, listen, be polite. I think that's important though. If the staff can be polite to you. I understand sometimes it's stressful they're dealing with a lot. A lot of people want to go to these really popular restaurants. People can be nasty and rude but you still have to work really hard to maintain that uh, professionalism. Let people know, look, the best way to come is come at 5 a. five p.m. Right? You know, when we're first opening right. if you want to try to get a table. Here's what we can do. Our next opening is this day. You still have to treat people well and explain and sometimes it's just not going to end well because people will go and write a bad review like I did. I was or- just going
5: to say, you just had a bad experience a yeah, hurt.
0: I went to a um a restaurant and, you know, they, they closed. I guess they stopped serving food at 11. I got there before 11 and they didn't come over to the table till 11.01. And I felt like it was on purpose. And then he was like, sorry, the kitchen closed at 11. I'm like, it's 11.01. They
5: never should have let you sit in the first place. If they're going to do that.
0: Right. But it's also like 11.01. Yeah, people, like, they were still serving food to people and it wasn't crowded. Yeah. So I just thought it was rude. So I did leave. I was, I was really mad. But, you know, they responded and they said, hey, if we could have another opportunity, sorry that that happened. And so that's all you can do, right? Is go and respond to these. Um, and I felt bad. I might take it down, I think.
5: I think you should leave it. It was honest. All right.
0: Well, when we come back, you guys can talk about this, too. Call us up 800 292 5150. Leave a comment for last word. It's way up with Angela Yee.
4: Take up the phone. Tap in. Uh, Tap in and get your voice heard. What the word is. Here's the last word on Way Up with Angela Yee.
0: What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee. I'm Angela Yee. And again, happy Halloween. Shout out to everybody who is out there with their families, trick-or-treating, everybody who's dressed up. Now, I have to go to this uh J.P. Morgan Capital Connect event today, so... That's why I really couldn't do much because mm. I have to spend the rest of my day there it when funny I leave. If you here. showed
5: up in costume there?
0: You know what's funny? We were in a group text, um, a few of us, and I was like, Oh, you guys are in costume, right? And they were like, Oh my God, no, are we supposed to be? I was only kidding. Funny. All right. So, yeah, finance and humor go hand in hand. Not really. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll be with the JP Morgan Chase team today, um, you know, working on my business. My business partner, Tony from Coffee Uplifts People, is going to be there also. I told y'all I'm always taking classes, always trying to make sure I go to these seminars and things like that to help with my business, All right, So I always encourage people, whatever it is that you do, you can always be better. I I learned that from the book Mastery by Robert Greene. right, well, we'll be back tomorrow, and again, you guys be safe. Tomorrow is a Wealth Wednesday, and Damon John will be joining us to talk about Black Entrepreneur's Day. In the meantime, you have the last word, 800-292-5150.
4: Hey, Angela. This is Jeff from VA. I have the hardest story of all horror stories. The lake that they filled up in Atlanta, where people were at, a little deaf white boy goes in there. he goes swimming. So they go looking for the body. They drain the lake. While they drain the lake, it releases all the people who had drowned in that lake. And they come back and take vengeance on the family who first created the lake in the first place.
3: Old oh, folks, remedy for that worm. Put a penny in some vinegar. Put it on their It'll go away. Have a blessed day.
6: Hey, Angela. It's a girl Carla calling from the West Side. A scary movie plot for me would be Donald Trump winning the presidency again and taking away all the marijuana. Going
4: way up, up with Angela Yee.